Hello, welcome to Unleashing the Champion Within. I'm your host, Cindy Stewart, and each week we'll bring you an inspiring message and give you tools to help you release the champion within. To find out more about Unleashing the Champion Within, go to my website, cindy-stewart.com. Our music today is by Alexander and the Grapes. Check out their latest release, Hyperself, on iTunes. Welcome to episode 15, and boy, do I have a surprise for you today. My husband, Chuck Stewart, is going to be on the podcast with me, and today we're going to talk about what we've learned after 38 years of marriage. 38 years. Our wedding anniversary is November 10th. Can't believe it. So I'm going to jump right in, and he actually made a list of things that he wanted to talk about, and of course, I have some things to add to it, but we're just going to share with you what we've learned. It's been an awesome 38 years and of course it hasn't been perfect if you listen to my podcast last week we talked about marriage and love but it has been so good so let's get started welcome honey thank you i'm glad you asked me to come <laughs> i'm glad you were able to so we're going to jump right in you know one of the first things you had on your list was keeping your life in priority do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah i think that uh you need to keep things important important and uh, the way that I list them are keep God first, keep your spouse second, your family third, and then your vocation. You know, as far as, as the, the first one, God goes, I think you need to spend that quiet time during the day, whether it's early in the morning or, or late at night. And as far as the spouse, you know, I think you need to pray together every day. That made a big difference in our lives. Uh, and then vocation, you know, it's very easy to put your work before anything else in your life. And uh, I know I've gotten carried away with that. And, and just a, a real quick story, when our uh, youngest son was about to be born, I had just been made the sales manager of a, uh, of a national company. And we were living in Atlanta, and, and I had to travel to Louisiana to, to host this sales meeting, you know, one of the highlights of a, of a career. And uh, you were nine plus months pregnant with with Ross, and and uh, you went to the doctor that morning, the the day before I was to leave, and the doctor said go right to the hospital, and you called me and said come home, I've got to go to the hospital, and I sat at my desk and and thought, how do I get out of going to the hospital when I have to get on a plane? <laughs> And uh, I really wrestled with that. That was hard, but uh, I think the Lord showed me that I needed to be with, with family. And uh, he came out all right, and it was all right in the end. So that, that's one of the, the four things that, that I think you just need to keep your life in a priority and, and uh, just pay attention to, to what those priorities are. That is really funny, too, because I remember that. I was like, honey, the doctor said, get my bag and go to the hospital. And you're like, oh, I think I'm flying out tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm having a baby. <laughs> and, you know, you don't, you. it's not like it's an intentional, I don't want to be there. It's just we get pulled on as people. We have careers, we have family, we have responsibilities. And that pulling sometimes uh, shades our perspective in what's important. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. Us praying together has made a big difference. Even just a few minutes every morning before we start our day, there's something about that together 
we're in it together, let's pray, and, and God just directs the rest of our day. So the other thing you had on your list was uh, marriage is your most important relationship and we should treat it as such. So right. tell me about that. Well, it's, it's you know, it, it is uh, the lifeblood of, of everyone's life that's married. And uh, you need to treat your, your marriage as, as the most important relationship, whether it's above friends or families, brothers and sisters or co- co-workers. Uh, they should take that priority. If you've got a choice to, to go with your friends out to do something that you enjoy and your wife or your husband has something that, that they would like to do and would really love to have you with them, there is no choice. You got to go with the wife. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you know, I will tell you in, in my days of work and being in that corporate life, there were times where the customers were in town and there's a family thing going on. I remember one time specifically, your sisters were in town visiting your mom and they were all over at the house and we were going to have dinner while well, I had some customer there that I was trying to get out the door and trying to get home before dinner was ready. And I didn't make either one on time. You know, I finally got rid of my customers, but I was late getting there. And it's just like, ugh, you know, you want to land the customer, but you want to be home with your family. And sometimes you, you choose the customer. I was late getting home. We were late having dinner because I chose to try to land the deal. So I'm with you. I think that is the most important relationship. And, and sometimes it's just hard to make that right decision. But the recovery from that wrong decision is a big part of it, too. Right, right. And I think you need to continue the romance. Yeah. I mean, uh, just because you date somebody leading up to your marriage, it doesn't stop after you're married. I mean, you need to continue the romance and... and uh, and let it flourish throughout your married life. And say I love you as often as you can. Yeah. And uh, I know many times we sit around the couch and, and say, who loves me? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fun little thing that we do, but it's it's awesome. It's awesome. I know we used to do it, that with the kids. Who loves me? And they would say the dog's name. And they would say, you know, the next door neighbor's name until we would tickle them to death and they said mm. our name. But, uh, yeah, I, absolutely. And you know what's? sometimes hard to do especially when you have little kids and we had a challenge with that is trying to find enough time money and a babysitter for date night and i know that was a real priority for us but it was hard sometimes you know sometimes we would trade off uh our friends across the street would watch the kids or we had this little girl across the street that we'd pay uh, a couple bucks an hour and she would come over Mm. and watch the kids but and sometimes we didn't even do anything we would go for a ride or just so we would have that hour by ourselves, or that two hours by ourselves, or you know it wasn't anything expensive or exotic it was just so we would have a few minutes by ourselves. Mm-hmm. right and i know the other thing we used to do as soon as you came home from work uh we would tell the kids we just needed five minutes and we just have that five minutes while you change your clothes or i change my clothes so we could just breathe and talk for just those few minutes and then the kids could jump all over us all right and then uh knowing each other's love languages everybody's heard of love languages there's five love languages and and uh you can take those tests on the on the uh, internet and find out what they are but uh, um, my love language happens to be acts of service and my secondary is quality time um that means you know time working at the church or helping someone else out 
and the quality time is is just being with Cindy. You know, just if she's in the room, um, is enough quality time. Her her love languages are words of affirmation, and uh, her secondary is quality time. So you get two people with quality time. There's going to be a lot of couch time. <laughs> but as far as words of affirmation, you know, my job is, is to be an encourager and a pusher and a funder of dreams and goals. And, and uh, you always have to have that positive outlook on, on what your spouse's uh, goals are and help them to achieve that. So words of affirmation is, is always important. And uh, communication, she was talking about that, those few minutes alone that we had when we're changing clothes after work. But it also, you know, my commute to Tampa every day when I w was working uh, in Tampa was about a 20-minute commute. So what we did is uh, we just basically talked all the way from when I got in my car to, to when I got in the driveway. And then we had some more time after when we changed our clothes. So... That's a good time to talk about, you know, what did you do today? How did your day go? What do you see for the rest of the week? And, and just, you know, communications is, is the same. You know, communications is a key to, to, to our whole life. You know, we have to talk about finances, about raising the family, about our wants and our desires and our goals. And, and I can remember one time that, uh, you know, I'm, Cindy's kind of the uh, the enforcer of the house, and I'm kind of the, you know, the good cop, if you will. And uh, <laughs> it is true. Let me just tell you. <laughs> and uh, many times we we'll, we get in a situation where I didn't really care that the discipline was carried out, and and uh, several times we had an encounter where where we had to talk about you know both being on the same page, and uh, I had to relent to being a semi-bad cop <laughs> so it was uh that's it's important to uh to do that and, and finances is, is important as well i mean one of the major causes of the of divorce is uh has to do with finances so if you're not able to talk about your finances to share with each other uh the good things and the bad things then you know it's uh that that could could be a problem there's always uh Something that uh, has stood in my mind that if something would happen to me, there's one place that Cindy could go to open up a folder that would tell her everything that was available to her, where all the investments were, where the bank accounts were, where the savings were, where the IRAs and, the, and those types of things are, so she wouldn't have to, to search. I remember a story about <clears throat> a, uh, a gal that I worked for Many years ago, her husband died, and uh, she was just left in the dark because he never shared it with her. And uh, come to find out about six months after she had got what she thought everything was resolved, she found a million-dollar life insurance policy in the bottom drawer. And uh, needless to say, she was very happy about that. <laughs> but uh, just make those things available so it's, uh, you know, it's a good thing for, for communications. And... Uh, you know, we've always heard the guys are from Mars and women are from Venus. And you don't want to try to solve your wife's problems. You know, you can sit there and you can listen. And many times, if you listen, the problem will work itself out just by her talking to, talking about it. And that's one uh, one thing that, that we uh, 
that we've learned in 38 years. Boy, that's true. I mean, there's so many times that I'll say, oh my gosh, this is going on at work and blah, blah, blah. And his immediate answer is, why don't you just... And I'm like, I don't want you to tell me what to do. I want you to listen to what I'm saying. Because <laughs> he always has a good solution. But sometimes you just have to be heard. And, you know, I do that too. I'll tell somebody, I'll say something to me. I was like, oh, all you have to do. And they're like, I'm not looking for the all you have to do. I'm just looking for someone to listen. And that's probably, you know, one of the biggest uh, challenges in a marriage too is just taking the time to actually listen to what the other person is saying. And, and even as I want to go back to just raising the kids, you know, some, I am, I was brought up in a much more, uh, disciplinary home. And, uh, I always tell my husband and I tell everybody else, he was brought up in a beaver cleaver home. If you don't know who that is, go to Nick at night, you'll find out who it is, where everything was perfect. The mom stayed home and made pies all day long. And, and the dad went to work and, you know, it was just, there was just, it was just different. Uh, my house was much more chaotic growing up and our rules were very strict. And so it took me a while just to relax and not be so intense about right and wrong and, and doing things. And, you know, one of the, the books that have made the biggest difference in the latter years is that loving your kids on purpose by Danny Silk. And he talks about learning how to, teach your kids to make decisions based on who they are not based on the rules around them and we were good about it took us a while and we had a few fights over this a few maybe dozen fights over this <laughs> but it took a while when we didn't agree on what method whatever it was the children either wanted you know hundred dollar tennis shoes or they wanted to go spend the night with someone we'd never seen before in our life which for me, I was like, absolutely not. I used to tell my kids, I said, I'll go over and meet them. And if it doesn't feel right, you ain't staying. And they're like, oh, how embarrassing, how humiliating. But we ended up, when we didn't agree on something, that discussion was not held in front of the kids. We would go into our room and we would talk through it. And then when we got done, if we didn't agree on it, then there was no decision until we both came to a place where we were comfortable with the direction we were going. And it really did make a difference because I didn't go out feeling like if I said something, the opposite was going to be said. Or if he said something, he didn't have to worry about me contradicting him. You know, that's the biggest thing. Kids will run as the parent, you know, mom, blah, 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 blah. I'll say, well, what did your dad say? Oh, I didn't ask him. Go ask your dad. Well, what did your mom say? Oh, you know, and so they kind of play us. We know kids. They'll play us back and forth. And it's just being on that same page and really kind of negotiating when you don't agree that this is the course of action that we're going to go. And it is funny because uh, that was probably our biggest challenge is how the kids were going to grow up and uh, what, how we were going to discipline them, direct them, what we were going to allow them to do and not do. He was definitely more flexible than I was. I was not as flexible. <laughs> right, honey? Right. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> I learned a lot there. I learned a lot there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, when, uh, when dis disputes arise, uh, whether it's somebody getting their feelings hurt or somebody not taking into consideration the other person when when something's happening um 
you need to settle your disputes quickly. Don't, you know, you've always heard the adage, you know, don't go to bed angry. Well, my adage is don't let five minutes pass before you say you're sorry. And uh, that way you don't, you don't have this, this long lasting uh, fight with each other. Um, and then you got to respect each other's space. I mean, I know there's times when you've been traveling or you've been writing or, or our days get hectic with the church and with, uh, with counseling and things like that, that, that you feel, man, I just need a break. And so you go away for a week. You either go up to the cabin in the mountains or you go to the, go to a room on the beach where you can, the first two days you sleep and then the next days you start writing and, and, uh, really getting some great ideas and, and on my part, I'm alone by myself in the house, and that's my quiet time, and uh, I enjoy that. But uh, you just have to respect the time when, when somebody says, i got to get away. You just got to make that happen. That's so funny because it is true. I get to a point where I can't answer my phone anymore, especially if I've had a, a big conference where you know, you're just on all the time or I have a deadline by my publisher that I have to get. I have to have quiet and you know, we can make it quiet in the house, but there's something about just a, a, a fresh place. And sometimes I'll even just go to the park and write. Like today I went to the park and, and did some writing because I just needed a different environment. And you know, I always tell him, don't you wanna go away somewhere? He's like, where would I go without you? So <laughs> he gets his rest <laughs> and, 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 and reset at home when I'm gone. But because uh, when we're home, we're we're busy, and really, that's one of the other things is being able to say no to things. You know, you both can't say yes to everything either together or separately, because it, everything that you say yes to means no to time with each other, no to kind of resting up and resetting for the week. So you have to really filter through what is the best thing for us. Do we want to do that? Now, we understand that sometimes there's just obligations that we have to do. But even this weekend, we could be gone every minute of every day of this weekend if we would say yes to everything. And by Monday, we would be so exhausted, we'd be like, oh, man, why didn't we say no? Because we wouldn't have time with each other, and we would just be running, running, running. And that time of just separation and saying, you know, I choose you for today, you, we used to do something with the kids when we first moved to Florida is once a month we would go on a family day and we'd load up in the car and we'd pack lunches and we'd do an adventure. We'd find something close to us within an hour or two and we'd take a day trip. We'd go up to Bach Towers. We'd, we'd take a ride down the coast and we just had that family time of not only discovering little things in Florida that we didn't know about, but also just spending time. Nobody else went with us, no friends, no anything. It was just the four of us. And it was nice in building, you know, family and building conversations and trust and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's really being able to say no to things that suck up all your time and take you away from each other. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think so too. And we also used to take vacations. You know, right after the school was out, we'd uh, we'd pack up and have a vacation planned for every year, and that uh, that gave us some extended time and doing some things that that we love doing, which is which is traveling to to different places. I mean, we've been to, to to Paris, to Italy. You know, we've been all over the world, and it's uh, it's been a great experience for the kids as they grew up because they've been exposed to those foreign countries. But it's been great for the family because we learned 
how to get get along with each other in a foreign land when we don't speak French and they're they're li- they're licking their the, <laughs> the pastries and uh, before they give them to you and you know those types of things so it, it's kind of fun we had had a great fun another great great thing is is traditions um, a lot of people have different traditions we we have our own for for birthdays and thanksgivings and christmases and and uh, on birthdays everybody wakes up to a to a morning outfit they get a new a new outfit to wear every birthday and uh funny thing when ross was in college <laughs> he was in boston and and we had sent a gift up and told him he couldn't open it uh, until his birthday so we called him at like six thirty on his birthday and he wasn't even awake so he had two other roommates he crawled out of his bunk and we told him to go into the bathroom where he opened his uh he opened his present. That, oh, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. So everybody gets their morning outfit, and then Cindy usually tells them their birthday story, about how they were born and and uh, what uh, you know what happened on that on that specific day, and that that's always a good a good tradition. And you know that was a tradition that was started in my family from the time I can remember. My mom always told us our birthday stories, and even though my mom and dad have passed away since then. When my siblings, we all, when we have our birthdays and we all tell each other the story, whether we're the oldest or the youngest, it doesn't matter. We've heard the story so many times that we always tell it. And even my birthday was recently and my oldest sister called me and she just went on and on. I remember when you were born, you were such a good baby, you know, and she just told me all the details. And there's something special about being celebrated on your birthday. And we do it for each other. I mean, I don't tell Chuck his birthday story because I don't really know it, but but we do it for each other. We, even since our kids have moved out of the house, we still get birthday outfits. There's nothing wrong with that, guys, right? <laughs> and and we, we, you know, we just really celebrate each other. And it hasn't come uh, without effort and intentionality, but it's been some of the the best sown seeds we've done with our marriage and our kids. Right, honey? Right, right. And some people have birthday weeks, not just birthday days. <laughs> that would be our daughter. Katie. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Thanksgiving is a great time to, for everybody get to get together. And, and we usually end up at our house with everybody pitching and cooking and, and having a great time. That's a, that's a good tradition, which a lot of people share. And then at Christmas time, we, uh, we still put stockings out filled with little knickknacks that, that are useful for the, for the coming years. And, Everybody gets it. Whether you're 30 or not, you know, you still get a stocking from Santa. And Chuck always does the stocking stuffers. That's his thing. And you know what? It's so crazy. He loves to go on Christmas Eve when there's a zillion people in the stores. That's when he goes. That's the spirit. (laughs) I can't do it. I have to be done way ahead of time. But there he is at Target and Walgreens and Walmart and all those different places getting just the right thing for every single stocking. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And then sometimes we go to a Christmas Eve service, and uh, then we come home, and, and everybody gets to open one gift on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and uh, we, always, we always joke about which one is going to be the one that they open. But, uh, but traditions and rituals are, uh, are very important in a marriage and, and in a family. And, uh, yeah, so, and as our kids, I'm just going to interrupt here and interject, but as our kids have grown and gotten married... You know, we have to make adjustments because they also have in-laws and kids and stuff that they're trying to build rituals with. But, but you know, those adjustments come because 
you've sown into them. So they have a passion about having these little traditions that everybody looks forward to and, and these little moments of hearing their birthday stories or, you know, playing in the snow at Nana's or whatever it is that they're developing in their own family. So there are times where you miss not having certain things that you were used to when they were still at home, but it's that ability to release them in to developing their own lives and their their own families that they can leave a legacy for too. Right, that's right. And then one of the last things that I had on my list is, is that compromise is important. And uh, it's not a yes dear kind of a thing. It's, uh, you know, when we're trying to figure out what to do, do we go to the movies? Do we just want to go out to eat? Do we want to go to a concert? Uh, that's a compromise. You know, where, <laughs> where do we want to go? I mean, when planning vacations, do we want to go to France? Do we want to go to Italy? Do we want to just stay home and go to the beach? Uh, that's a compromise. And, and then who to be with? Do we want to go out with John and Joan or, or Billy and Jeannie or, or you know, make it, making that choice of who you want to spend, uh, some more time with and that's that's a compromise too and and uh you know compromise is part of marriage you just have to uh learn to to talk things out and that's where the communications come back come back in but it's fun to compromise and uh we have a lot of fun doing that yeah i think we do too and you know the compromise you know the things we listed seem maybe peripheral if if you're having to compromise over you know do we pay private tuition to send our child to this school or do we go ahead and send them to public school because in the long run it's a better financial decision for our family you know those are really tough things and and those are things that they aren't made those decisions aren't made overnight those are things that take time they they take time to investigate to see what are the long-term effects what are the short-term effects you know, do we take a job across the country or do we stay here? All of those things are just part of learning to fall deeper in love with each other because when you work through, you pray through, you make the best decision that you can for that moment. And you know, sometimes it doesn't always work. We, we had a business that, that lost money, you know. At the time we started it, it was a great idea and the market was strong, but it ended up losing money and we closed it. It wasn't anybody's fault. It was the decision to open it and the decision to close it was made together. And that's what makes a marriage strong. That's why we're still in love even more than ever after 38 years. That's why I can't wait to the next 38 years. I, I keep telling him, you know, we're probably gonna have to hit the 150 <laughs> mark because we just gotta get it all in. And that's the excitement about being married. And what we really learned about being married is that it's us it's me and him that's it and yes we have kids and yes we have grandkids and we have responsibilities but when the bottom line comes to it it's me and him and we're a team so no matter whether we don't have any money which we've been there many a times whether we have money to spend which we've been there sometimes whether we have whatever it doesn't make any difference as long as we have each other that's all we need and really, that's what we've learned after 38 years. Would you agree? And also, that 38 years goes by very, 
very quickly. <laughs> it really does, doesn't it? Yeah. I feel like I'm 21 again, right? <laughs> I can still remember our, our wedding day. You know, it's, uh, it's awesome. And our trip, our honeymoon to Disney World. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> it really was fun. And, yeah. and his mom invited us to come stay at their house for our honeymoon. And I was like, no, nope, we've got to draw the line that ain't there. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. You know, it is so much fun to, to think about how long we've been married. And, and I, we just want to bless you guys with that kind of marriage. That you'll fall deeper in love every day. That even the hard things are, are things that build your love, don't divide it. And that when you wake up in the morning, all you can think about is, boy, I'm married to the best person I could ever be married to. So that's what we want for you. So if you need some help working these things out, just drop me a line on cindy-stewart.com. I have a little connection form and I'd love to start a conversation with you because there's lots of other things we could have shared, you know, good, bad, the ugly, everything in between. But the bottom line is, is we've persevered. We love each other more than ever and that that's possible for everybody. I believe it's possible for everybody. So remember, you are the best investment you can make, you and your spouse and your family. So take the time and invest in your family today. Until next time, thank you for listening. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Thank you for listening today. Did you enjoy this podcast? Before you leave, take a minute and rate it on iTunes. And subscribe to Unleashing the Champion Within so you won't miss an episode. You can also visit our webpage, cindy-stewart.com, and get your free ebook, Relational Leadership. You can contact me on my website or on my Twitter account, at CindyStewart1, on Instagram, CindyStewartAuthor, and Facebook, CindyStewartAuthor. Until next time, remember, live your life as a champion, making every day count. Thank you.